Welcome to the Kyiv Post podcast, where you can tune into stories that give you a deeper understanding of Ukraine. I'm your host, Alina Kent. I'm a multimedia producer and lifestyle journalist here at the Kyiv Post. Last week marked the seven-year anniversary of the setup referendum Russia held with the newly invaded and occupied Crimea. Since then, those who speak out against the Russian regime or show support for Ukraine are immediately silenced and jailed. The indigenous community, Muslim Crimean Tatars, are not the only ones to be persecuted by the Russians in Crimea, but they represent a staggeringly high percentage of those targeted, compared to their 13% pre-occupation share of the peninsula's population. Pro-Ukrainian supporters, journalists, and those simply liking the wrong post on Facebook have been persecuted, arrested, and deported. The Kyiv Post recently released the documentary Crimean Solidarity, the Fight for Freedom in Russian-Occupied Crimea, which I produced. We followed the families of political prisoners since January 2020 and documented their lives in occupied Crimea. It's available on our website, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram channels. Before going into the current events of Crimea, it's important to understand a bit about the tragic cycle of the Crimean Tatars. Crimea's indigenous people, the Muslim Crimean Tatars, have faced enormous challenges for generations. Almost every family of today's political prisoners has tragic stories from the past. At the time, many years ago, the Crimean Tatars were persecuted by the NKVD and accused of counter-revolutionary agitation. Today, terrorism and extremism. That was Lutvia Zudeva, a human rights defender with Crimean Solidarity, who was also one of the main characters in the documentary. After a screening of the Crimean Solidarity film, Lutvie, Emine Djeparova, the first deputy foreign minister of Ukraine, and Nariman Jilalov, the deputy chairman of the Mejlis of Crimean Tatar people, spoke at an online event hosted by the U.S.-Ukraine Foundation. The so-called Troika's organ of extrajudicial repression of the NKVD of the Crimean Soviet Socialist Republic without trial of investigation sentenced to death many religious leaders, intellectuals, and activists of that time. Crimean Tatars paid a very big price to come back and live in their home. Now, they've endured constant pressure and persecution by Russian occupation authorities for the past seven years, since the illegal 2014 annexation of Ukraine's Crimean Peninsula. As Russia's occupation authorities tried to separate and isolate human rights activists, the Crimean Tatar community formed Crimean Solidarity, an NGO that fights for the freedom of Crimean political prisoners and provides information that isn't controlled by the Russian Federation. As many Crimean Tatar men are detained and sentenced to long jail sentences, there is a growing community of Crimean Tatar women breaking stereotypes that Islam treats women as subordinate. In the struggle for survival and freedom, and via organizations like Crimean Solidarity, Crimean Tatar women are increasingly taking on leading roles. Our documentary film, Crimean Solidarity, chronicles their inspirational efforts. Starting in January 2020, the Kyiv Post video team kept in close contact with women activists in the Crimean Tatar community. Lutvia Zudeeva, a human rights activist and civic journalist who herself has been detained, helps the wives of political prisoners to connect with each other. The Kyiv Post also followed the families of human rights activist Emir Hussein Kuku and civic journalist Nariman Nemidimnov. The cases of Emir Hussein Kuku and Nariman Nemidimnov are well known. Kuku is a respected human rights activist. When he was first arrested, he told his wife, now all communication with the media and human rights organizations lies on your shoulders. 
He told her not to be afraid. In our world, you cannot tell our story if you're closed off and don't talk about the pain we're living through. That is why Miriam Kuku spoke out. She became a key player in Amnesty International and Frontline Defenders informational campaigns to support political prisoners. Miriam has been doing this for the past five years. There are seven more left on her husband's 12-year sentence. Nyamara Memedimanova, now a close friend of Miriam through the support group of wives, also invited the Kyiv Post team into her life over the past year. We were able to capture a unique positive moment on camera, the release of her husband, Nariman Memedimanov, and his reunion with his family after two and a half years of detention. This is Emine Djeparova, the first deputy foreign minister of Ukraine, speaking about Nariman at the panel. With Nariman Memedimanov, he's a civil journalist, he's an activist of of Crimean solidarity. He was actually one of the first ones to start the information coordination and trying to, using his cell phone uh, to record uh, the trials, to record illegal home searches of Crimean Tatars, trying to inform the international community what is actually the reality uh, in Crimea. He was detained and he spent three years in the prison for the video clip that he produced in 2013. Uh, before the uh, occupation had happened and before the effective control of Russian Federation over Crimea. So he said uh, when he was released uh, just a couple of months ago, he said that the only reason why he was not tortured was the publicity of his case. And I'm very thankful for all of our partners, including United States, including EU countries, for naming those people, for delivering, uh, let's say, the stories of those people suffering and resisting, uh, for helping us to protect them, as far as it is the only instrument that saves lives. So we claim that publicity saves lives. In December of 2020, two resolutions were introduced to the UN General Assembly covering the problem of the militarization of the autonomous Republic of Crimea and the city of Sevastopol, Ukraine, as well as parts of the Black Sea and Sea of Azov, and the situation of human rights in the autonomous Republic of Crimea and the city of Sevastopol, Ukraine, which specifically mentions the names of the imprisoned Crimean Solidarity Coordinator Sirvir Mustafayev and human rights activist Emirusin Kuku. That is why Lutfiya Zudeyeva and Crimean Solidarity continue to speak out and tell the stories of the many men taken away from their families. From 2014 to the present, uh, 94 uh, Crimean Tatars have already been arrested or restricted in freedom of uh, movement in Crimea under various articles of the criminal code uh, of the Russian Federation and politically motivated charges. More than 40 people on this list are activists of Crimean uh, Solidarity Organization. The law enforcement, judicial and penitential system have become instruments of political pressure on people with convictions beyond the control of the state. Those who speak out against the Russian regime or show support for Ukraine are immediately silenced and jailed. Nariman and other political prisoners that have been recognized by international organizations are protected by a layer of publicity and public outrage. And one of the main ways to facilitate more discourse on the subject is with the creation of the upcoming Crimea Platform, an international forum to help address the challenges emanating from the occupation of Crimea, 
set to take place at the end of this summer. President Volodymyr Zelensky initiated the Crimea platform uh, format, which uh, is supposed to strengthen the international effort uh, that has to bring um, to the deoccupation by political and diplomatic efforts. So just very briefly, the Crimea platform uh, lays within three main pillars. It is about strategic vision, it is about consolidation, and it is about synergy. And those dimensions envisaged in the architecture of the Crimea platform has to lead to the common response. And we believe that this is not only a domestic uh, issue of Ukraine to find those answers for extremely difficult questions, but we believe it's a common responsibility to restore international law, to restore international humanitarian law, and to restore justice in the context of those crimes. And these days, we all marking the seventh anniversary of our uh, resistance to the occupation. We believe that by having discourse about Crimea, by discussing the issues related to Crimea and those bunch of the consequences of the occupation is extremely important in order not to allow to the criminal, which is Russian Federation, to hide its crime in Crimea happened in 2014. And that has been taken on everyday basis in Crimea. And I think uh, that this kind of films that you have already seen and those discussions that we have already participating in is something that uh, serves one cause, that publicity saves lives. As independent journalism has been squeezed out of the Crimean Peninsula by persecution, arrest and deportation, it's vital to keep the conversation going and support the community. If we talk about practical steps, uh, then you could help us in the following directions. You can become a mentor for any political prisoner and help us spread uh, information about him. Publicity saves lives in Crimea and uh, protects. We must uh, save lives and use all possible instruments to facilitate the release of all political uh, prisoners. You also can help us with communication with the me media. Uh, there is an acute shortage of professional journalists in Crimea. Uh, you can organize various flash mobs and actions uh, in support of political prisoners uh, on the territory of your countries, uh, thus attracting uh, public attention. You can write letters to political prisoners. They call it a breath of air in jail. Raising awareness, raising publicity, raising the discourse. We think that the Crimean case has to be much more vocal than it is today, where we have an objective situation that year by year, the international conjecture becomes more turbulent, that attention goes to other issues, and we have to fight for the attention to the Crimean cause. So I think that uh, all those activities that will allow us to explain what Crimea is today. You can watch the Kiev Post documentary, Crimean Solidarity, the fight for freedom in Russian-occupied Crimea on our website, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram channels to hear more from Lutvia Zudeva and the wives of Crimean Tatar political prisoners. That was this week's episode of the Kiev Post podcast. Remember to stay safe, stay home, and subscribe to the Kiev Post.